Formerly known as the Eric Fulmer Show, it is now the Eric D. Fulmer Podcast Show. Here is your host, Eric D. Fulmer. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I took that from Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah, your host. I guess I'm a host. Yeah. I'm uh, still getting used to this podcasting, you know. Um kind of started when a couple of weeks ago my brother started a podcast and, it's, and his is going to be big i'm not expecting this to be huge or anything what i'm doing uh it's just getting into the game of it you know and having fun i'm just going to be relaxed and have fun be myself so you know like i said i might you know if, if you heard the first episode well what was that oh that was from the last episode <laughs> anyway as you can uh the whole point of this podcast is to just go unscripted, unedited, and uh, just have a good time. Just relax. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a, a variety of things. Doesn't necessarily have to be any particular. Uh, I don't really have any particular topic planned out. I think I'm just going to uh, do it on the cuff and um, just just be me. You know, um, I have a, a lot to talk about at times. And I guess with this format, it's kind of cool because now I can just sit here with me and my cat, Han Tamarin. Tamarin, me, yeah, huh? Can you say something, Tamarin? Tamarin, <laughs> oh, she's always uh, she gets camera shy. She gets microphone shy. Um, yeah, that's my cat, Tamarin. She's eventually I'm gonna groom her to be my co-host. Eventually, uh, you know, maybe I'll have to change the name from the Eric D. Fulmer podcast show to the Eric and Tamarin show. Meow! Huh, Tamarin? Yeah. <laughs> there she goes. Yeah, I know. You hungry? Let me do my show. You, you're going to steal my uh, spotlight here. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm going to put the microphone here. I, uh, I like to play music every now and then. As you can tell, or maybe not tell, I am a musician. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, my brother, he's got a podcast called Politically, well, Political Dumbass. Political Dumbass. Another Political Dumbass podcast show. Um, it's him and I. He's the main host, and then I, I'm kind of like the Fred Norris. He's like the Howard Stern, Who? in a sense. Uh, and it's all politics, but it's well, it's a it's a lighter take on politics. Uh, we're political dumbasses, you know. Uh, we have opinions on on, on certain things, and uh, political wise, and you know, one of the questions is like, you know, no matter what your opinion That's not is, a question. someone's got to label you as either right or left. You know, no matter what you who you go like, if you hate Donald Trump, then uh, you're considered a liberal already. You know, or if you hate Hillary Clinton, I guess you're consider uh conservative or whatever i don't know just get it right i'm not gonna get too much into politics on this podcast that this wasn't a question just, uh kind of get more into a lot of stuff what i like to do i what love do you po like politics do? um i think I, I never really even cared about them until donald trump became president because then it's like in the news all the time you know i'm a news junkie i watch mainstream news i watch other news uh i watch cnn i watch fox i toggle between the two you know i think fox kind of Kisses Trump's ass, where CNN actually calls him out on his on his on his bullshit, and a lot of people Fake like news. That. Uh, you know, and, and they and they give him praise, you know, for some of the things he's done. CNN uh, is fake news. 
okay, the economy, yeah. I mean, I like it. Think I don't know. I don't have an opinion on that. Um, Fake news media. Right now, anyway. Okay, maybe I do have an opinion. Ba, 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 ba. Fuck your la, opinion. La, 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 la. The economy. The economy. The economy. Oh, yeah, it's so great. Trump's doing this and Trump's doing that. Oh, but uh, he's riding on the on the coattail of what Obama already did. Well, yeah, maybe you could say that, but Trump, you know, what he did was... That's the thing about they never really actually say exactly what he did to, to, to make the economy so great. I mean, we're in this, this trade war... Uh, with China, it seems to me like it's hurting the farmers and hurting everybody more than it is actually helping. Anyway, again, this is not a political show. We'll save that for the other show. Uh, you can actually catch that on all the different formats of Political Dumbass Podcast Show um, with your host, Glenn Lee Allen Davis, and myself, Eric D. Former. On all of um, the podcasts. That's what we do over there. We just have, and we do like a little funny skits. I do uh, all the music and, and, and the intro music and like little skits. You know, phony prank calls and phony and things like that. So, uh, but this is just me talking about just whatever. Cause I, what I, if you heard the first episode, I, I went into all all different types of things. Like I'm kind of doing right now. I went because into, into uh, I'm an alcohol and drug counselor. I'm also uh, sober eight years. Cause I had like 25 years of addiction. Because again, this show is unscripted and unedited, so whatever comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth. But anyway, um, so yeah, on yesterday's show, uh, talked about a little bit about Star Wars, and uh, you know, just kind of jumping all over the place. It was like I said, it was my first time kind of doing this. I just woke up with a with an itch, you know, especially after doing uh, the few episodes that I did with my brother so far, and. Um, and I thought, wow, I'd be kind of cool to do something uh, on my own, but more about, you know, just the stuff I like to do as far as entertainment. Did he just uh, fart? Comic books, uh, you know, music, obviously. Uh, I heard uh, a fart. Movies and just oh, and did life he just, in general. Uh, did he just fart on the air? Yeah, you know, I like to know, like, I want to be able to, like, What's get this smell? to a level where, like, where, you smell uh, where people could leave comments or maybe even call in if I were to figure out how to do the live thing or whatever. But anyway. Let him talk. You know, and, and I want to know what your interests are. You know, I want to know, you know, what movies you've seen recently, what music like are you into. Fridays. Maybe you can turn me on to some new stuff. You know, I'm always open uh, to, to suggestions. I'm always looking for someone to turn me on to something, you know. That's usually how I discover a lot of music and movies and stuff is by someone will mention something or tell me to check something out, and then I'll do it. And, uh, and I, you know, either like it or I won't, you know. But uh, definitely let the person know whether it was yay or nay for me. Most likely it's always a yay because I'm pretty easy to please. Um, you know, uh, I read comic books on a daily basis. Spider-Man. Any Spider-Man fans out there? So my three top comic books, The Amazing Spider-Man, Batman, and Spawn. So I read The Amazing Spider-Man, I read Batman and Detective Comics, and I also read Spawn. And Spawn, just recently, across uh, the 301 mark of 301 issues which is a world record Guinness Book of World Records I believe Todd McFarlane uh, had got Guinness Book of World Records involved with this um, it's the longest running self-published or creator-owned comic book in the history of comic books so in other words there's always been independent comics you know independent comics out there uh, cell-phone comics and everything you know throughout the years and, and you know Image is the pioneer of Comic I believe the pioneers geek. have really taken independent comics and, and self-published 
comics and, and create her own characters and, and bring them to the mainstream. Uh, but yeah, so, so it's spawn number 300 and 301. 300 tied the record, uh, I think, with, uh, what, is, what was that comic book that came out? Eric, I am your father. Uh, I can't think of it. Anyway, so, who's the name of that artist? Now it's going to be bugging me all all, all for the rest of the show. (laughs) We're only eight minutes into the show, and I'm already... Dave Sims, dummy. So the comic book was called Cerebus. Cerebus. Dave Sims. By a self-published comic book. Cerebus. uh, I'm distracted. Can you tell? (laughs) Time to bring in the monkeys. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, look at what that monkey's doing. Uh, Yeah, cool. Wait, I got a show to do. Oh, yeah. You better get to the show, man. You know, the ratings are going to drop, and then you're going to drop. You drop... The ratings drop, you drop. That's how it works around here. Yeah, you know, so guess where I'm at? I'm in my studio. And, well, my imagination is a studio. But in reality, it's my living room. Um, You can't see it because it's audio. Maybe eventually down the road I'll do some video. Um, But, uh, and then you might even hear me break out into a song every now and then with my acoustic. Yeah, yeah, you might hear me break out in the song with my acoustic and not know what to sing. I'm just gonna hang out here in the key of E. The key of E, because my name is Eric Fulmer. And you're listening to the second episode of the Eric D. Fulmer Podcast Show. Um, so, yeah. So, what we were talking about on the last show was uh, I was giving you some history about um, my party days and, and what led up to, to me being what I felt where my addiction started. So, and this show, I do want to tie this show into to being something where, like, okay, we have entertainment. We have... Uh, music and, and entertainment and all that good stuff and stuff that's fun. And then I also want to talk about uh, addiction and, and maybe it can turn into a forum where if you know someone or if you're someone who's struggling with addiction, um, you know, I can help you and you can help me. Um, we can help each other because uh, that's what it's all about when it comes to um, treating addiction. It's like it, it's a, you know, the one, the person that's addicted has to do the hard work their loved ones and their family are the ones that have to sit there and watch and sometimes suffer watching their addicted son, daughter, brother, uh, parent, you know, struggle. But they also, you know, and, and a lot of times they're angry, they're pissed off. And I mean, they're, they're, they want to, they just, they wish you would just stop. Um, but you can't just stop, you know. And sometimes it's hard for them to understand that because they, sometimes probably think um well if it was me i would just be able to just quit right away like yeah well maybe you could but you know everyone's different you know and i and i always like looking back i didn't think about this but when i think about it now you know eight years later of sobriety self-honesty and self-awareness are the two main components put together that has been getting me through 
my sobriety and to this day like being honest with yourself and being aware of your surroundings and, and, and just and you can't have one without the other in other words if you're self-aware then you're being honest with yourself if you're honest with yourself then you're aware of your surroundings um if you're aware of your surroundings and you're still bullshitting yourself then uh it's not gonna it's not gonna work and if you're honest with yourself and you're not really aware of your surroundings i probably just said that and you're not aware around your aware of your surroundings like you know uh, or just uh, self-aware or just aware of your your environment and you think you just quit you know, you're gonna have a hard time. So you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta address both issues. I mean, you could be in a situation where you're trying to quit using, but then your roommates are like constantly in front of you using, dealing, and all kinds of shit. And it's just, and you're like poking the bear, thinking, oh, I could do this. I could. You wake up, you know, I could do this. Does uh, he know that yeah, self-aware and aware of your environment are two different things? You know, eventually, you're just gonna fall right back into it. So Let him go. Gotta make, you gotta be honest with yourself and say, well, do I need to really, do I need to move out, or do I need to kick them out, or what, or or sit them all down and, and, and lay down some boundaries and some ground rules uh, for this household. You know, there's just, just so many things you could do, but that's the key is to do what it takes. If you really want to quit, if you really want to quit using, really if your quit. life is shitty and you keep getting in trouble or What's you keep talking about? Getting, getting a bunch of drama and bullshit because what of drugs it? and alcohol, like in other words, the party's over, but now right. it's all about, and it's not even doing what it used to do for you making you feel good now it's just about your life is just a, a wreck and you really need to quit and you really want to quit you will do what it takes to quit just like you will do what it takes to use you know when i was addicted i did what it took to use like if i didn't have any money to, to drink i was at the i was at the store shoplifting that shit and i got so good at it to where it was just like almost there were times where i just forgot i even come out of the store next thing i got four or five cans in my jacket and and uh I didn't even realize I did that because I got so good and so quick at it. And that's nothing to brag about or be proud of. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's where I was at. I mean, I, uh, there was one store. I don't want to name the name because it might come back at me. <laughs> no, but it was when I was living in Van Nuys, California. Um, some of you might be familiar with that area, the San Fernando Valley. You know, and, uh, it's, it's the grit the grit and the grind of, of Los Angeles. and. You know, uh, so being an alcoholic and, and at times being homeless from just kind of walking around and, uh, you know, even like, you know, at times I had a job and then when I didn't have a job, even when I had a job, I would just like skip work that day and just walk around and scrounge up cans and just try to get my next tall can of, of, of steel reserve or, or you know, the, the shitty beer. And so, yeah. And so anyway, so, I, so I'd go into the store, like go into the grocery store and, and, you know, I had this like technique that, no, you got to. You gotta make sure you buy something. Cause if you just go in and take it, and I've had that experience before, you just go in and take something, and you, you, it's, it's easier to get caught. You know, you just go and take something, and you're trying to leave, you're most likely gonna get caught. So I had this thing where I just, if I had a dollar on me, I'd go in and, and then I'd buy like a top ramen, maybe a box of mac and cheese, and then, you know, and I would just walk down the aisles with a f few cans of beer in my basket, and then I'd just really quick swipe them, put them in my uh, side pocket of, of my my jacket. And what I would do, I would cut a hole in the bottom of the inside pocket to where like it goes in deep and that way you can put you know more than just a couple of cans you can put maybe three or four or five or six you don't want too many because then it's going to look obvious when you got this big old jacket weighing down <laughs> so you know yeah don't, don't get greedy just just take what you can uh, uh you know a couple tall cans it should do all right for a few hours and that's what that was my thinking and then uh 
come out of the store. I'd, you know, I'd pay for my ramen or my mac and cheese, flash a nice smile to the cashier, have a little you know small talk conversation about the weather or whatever's going on, and then boom, I'm out of there. And I did that every almost every day for about a year in Van Nuys uh, when I was at the worst of my addiction. And uh, you know, I would just go to the park or somewhere and just drink my can and just sort of. Sometimes I read a graphic novel and take take myself away into another world, and you know, just at the park, and and then not realizing all these problems that I'm that I'm really putting a bandaid on, and you know, like the shit I was going through with my ex-wife, and, and the shit I was putting her through, and and, uh, and then even later on with the girl I'm with now, my, my fiance, my the love of my life, uh, Blue. Um, which I'll talk about in in uh, other episodes. You know, I'm, I'm I'm like an open book. You can ask me anything, and I, and I, and I talk about anything. I, out of respect, I won't go into a lot of detail about things. But anyway, so just a lot of stuff I put people through. Uh, you don't realize that. You know, you just you just you get your beer or your drug or whatever it is, and you just go and you isolate and you, and you um, disappear from the world, or at least you think you're disappeared, but you're really just you know, some dude laid in a park fucking drinking Steel Reserve, the shittiest beer on, our, on earth. <laughs> yeah, I think about that, you know, like now, I think back when I was shoplifting, it's like, why was I stealing the same shit that I scrounged money up to buy? Like, you know, why wasn't I, uh, if I was so good at it, why wasn't I snagging the really good stuff, like the IPAs and the and the, and the the really good beer, you know, like the, the well-crafted stuff? I don't know. I guess I just like the tall cans because I was used to it, you know, and, uh, get used to the flavor and the fact that it fucks you up faster but anyway so yeah so did that for a whole year at a, a particular few stores and, and I was thinking in my head you know one time I was like wow I bet I must have stole about five thousand dollars worth of beer in a whole year you know like you gotta wonder like what impact does that have on that store's uh inventory and money and all that stuff like that you know but um I was caught a couple of times you know you get caught and they they pretty much, you know, they don't, they threaten to call the cops, but they, if you just walk out while they're yelling at you, you just kind of leave and say, oh, I'll never come back again. They, they tell you, if I ever catch you back in this store again, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> it's like, you know, it really humiliating. When you look back at it, man, it was just like, that was a really humiliating part of my life. And uh, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to glorify shoplifting or, or romanticize that, that lifestyle. I'm, I'm just really, I'm reminiscing because and it's reminding me of where I used to be. Because here's the past. It's where I used to be. Here's where I am today. What I'm doing today, I'm helping people. You know, I'm, 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 I got my love of music back. I got my love of comic books back. My love of records. You know, I started collecting records again. And then, because uh, you know, you can see the artwork and all the good stuff. But yeah. And so, just that I'm not like I said I'm not glorifying I'm just saying that's where I was at that time it's a really dark place so that you know I got a ton of stories I could tell definitely want to save them for other shows if, you know I want to shoot all my uh, bullets out on on, on on this one particular episode is that appropriate to use I want to shoot all, you know, all these mass shootings we keep having and, and stabbings and stuff shoot all my bullets out no don't want to say that. Put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah, that's a very safe cliche you can say and you can use that. Everyone says it. I know. What's my cat doing? My cat's sleeping. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, that's kind of like what I do. I I tell my story, you know. And, and 
it helps other people, I believe. I mean, I've gotten a good feedback from some of my clients and, and things that, uh, you know, in my counseling job, saying that it really helps to have someone that, that, that walked the walk and, and it was in their shoes um, at one point. And uh, that can go a long way. That can go a lot more. That goes further with someone than sitting there and having them do some exercises. Hey, pair up with your partner and get to know them. And then let's talk about it. And write down uh, your thoughts on a piece of paper. And, you know, just like, you know, I do some of that, but I don't do the whole pairs. Pair, take your partner's hand and, and go into a corner and get to know them. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah. Because I was, when I was in the outpatient, you know, they would do that with me, and, and uh, I just always felt uncomfortable. I always thought, even back then, I thought, you know, if I ever become an alcohol and drug counselor, that's the one thing I'm not going to do. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, so addiction, what can I tell you about it other than I lived it? You know, what are you, where are you at? Are you living in addiction right now? Are you, or are you uh, with someone who is struggling? Um, Get them help, you know, or at least try to get them help. Uh, one thing you can never do is really talk to them or give them help if they're high or or, already, or drunk. You you got to catch them when they're sober, you know. Um, people are trying to throw help my way for years, and uh, it's usually when I'm kind of buzzed already. And it always sounds like a great idea when you're already buzzed. Like, yeah, when I sober up, I'm going to go go to AA, and I'm going to check in the treatment. Uh, you know, you think that while you're drinking or while you're kind of inspired. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, it doesn't work that way because you wake up and uh, you kind of forget all everything that was said the, next, the, the day before and, and you're right back at the liquor store or, or at your dealer's house, you know, um, or waiting on your dealer for five hours. You ever notice that? You know, for those that have a dealer, I never had a dealer, but I've had people that get stuff for me that have the dealers and, hey, he's going to be here at three o'clock. Seven o'clock rolls around. Oh, he says he's going to be here in 10 more minutes. 10 o'clock rolls around. Yeah, is he on his way? Yeah, he said he's on his way, man. Another probably about another ten minutes. Twelve midnight runs are rolls around. <laughs> it's like, and I thought about it. I'm gonna make a clock. I would like put this on like maybe, and I never got around to doing it, but I, I could probably still do it. Uh, Cafe Press or whatever, one of those print up. Cafe Press. What the hell, man? Maybe I do have to start editing this show. Anyway, I was going to make a clock no. and uh, put Don't it on Cafe Press out. and maybe do like a thing where you put all the numbers at different in different <laughs> places all jumbled That's with good. it and, and just call it the, the drug dealer clock. Drug dealer clock. <laughs> I bet that thing would sell like crazy. Would you buy it if I put it out there? Hell Let me yeah. know. Put it in the comments or wherever you can. You know, you can always find me on Facebook under Eric, E-R-I-K. Make sure you say Eric with a K. D. Fulmer. Is it Eric, Eric or Eric D. Fulmer. With a K? That's D-E-E. It's my middle name. Uh, yeah, you can always... Eric uh, D. Pretty, I pretty much accept Facebook. everybody. Uh, friend requests. You know, I usually even accept the spam bots. Those are always funny. To, spam uh, you know, bot. It's usually like some hot chick that yeah, happens to live in your area or somewhere nearby or whatever. And, 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 and you can always spam. tell it's a spam bot whenever, like, okay, you accept a friend request and then you go on their profile and you just see, like, maybe one photo and then... Maybe a, maybe ten or fifteen friends or whatever that she has, and um, and then you really don't spam bot when they have the one photo on above that says check out my webcam. Blah, blah, blah. Check out my webcam. I usually delete them for hot and sexy photos. So uh, 
it was funny because you'll go on there and uh, under I'm the so comments, lonely. It'll, it'll be like, like a guy saying, "Oh my god, you're so beautiful!" I like busting his balls like, "Dude, this is a fucking insane real chick," you know? God damn, dude, boop, go out, boop, go out, boop. get you a real woman, you know? Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but I'm pretty uh open to 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 friend requests, you know. I'm not afraid of what about enemy requests? <laughs> I don't have any privacy issues. I need like my, my page is full requests. Public, you know? um, are your so, friend but I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is if, if you ever want to ask me questions if you ever oh I got a lot of questions for you boy struggling with addiction or, or you just need some advice on I'm not what addicted. to do um, I can handle my know, shit hit me up you know I can handle my alcohol Facebook messenger shit you know, I'll drink you under you the know, table go that one filter if you're not if you're not on my friends list like in other words if you don't request me as a friend I don't accept you if it's just an ad friend and you go to message me on messenger I'm probably not going to see the message because it gets dumped in that one filter um but if you why can't we friend me be first friends? accept your why friendship can't then message me be friends? I'll see your message why right can't away. we, and then we can be talk, friends so I can't save everybody and I go into this this I went into this career knowing that I, I can't save everybody as a counselor uh what's the cliche as long as I can save one person <laughs> And it's true, uh, and I believe I have saved more than one person. But uh, there's also I've also had a lot of losses where I couldn't save somebody. Um, it does hurt a little bit. Um, at the same time, it's like you know, you just have to have the strength to pull it together. And, you gotta and have the strength. Just wish, wish that person the best. Pull it together. Sometimes someone might come in and maybe do oh, a, a month of pull it together. But that's expected, you know. Uh, I think anything you do in life, you just can't expect everything to be perfect, you know. You can only control what what's what you can control. You can't control anything outside of your control. You just have to let go. I mean, that's the best way for peace of mind. That's the best way to keep moving forward. You know, you just take life as it comes. Uh, be vigilant. Stand your ground empower yourself if, uh, try to find ways to motivate yourself I mean we're living in the day and age where the internet is it can be it could be poisonous man the internet could be like a you know you hear people oh the internet says it's evil it's uh, this and that blah 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 and, uh, but you can also use it for a lot of good I mean you could you know there's a lot of like self-help groups there's, there's you know YouTube is chock full of like TED talks and videos and motivating videos and stuff that you can listen to and again when I talked about it I, I might have mentioned this on the first show is that a, or I might have mentioned it earlier. I forget. Um, anyway, if you really want to quit this abusive use of alcohol or this abusive use of drugs, and you're just not using them in moderation anymore, you're not that guy who you can just come home from work and have a couple of beers, watch some TV or some football after a long day of work, and, and just and, and relax, and then go back and do the same thing. For the rest of your life, and then not getting any kind of trouble, no domestic issues, no DUIs. No, if you could, if you could be that person, then be that person. But if you tried to be that person, and, and but every and every time you did something happened, or you lost your job, or you're getting yelled at by the by the, by the family members or, or your spouse or your partner, um, you know, if you if you ever been told you need to quit drinking, you know, maybe you need to listen. <laughs> you need to listen to that. Um, but no, like I said, if, if if that's where you're at in life, where you just things are kind of falling apart, and, and when you and you, and being honest with yourself and saying, okay, well, I probably wouldn't have had this problem if this or that wasn't in my life, you know. In other words, 
every problem that you've run into, was there a bottle at the end of that problem? Was there a, a, some blow at the end of that problem? Was there a meth pipe at the end of that problem? You know, you, you got to look at that kind of stuff, you know. That's part of when you when it comes to really wanting to quit, you have to really examine yourself. You have to you have to take a moment and and and, and put everything in perspective. Otherwise, you're just going to keep spinning wheels. Um, you could you could say to yourself, "I want to quit," and I really need to quit, or use the excuse that everyone uses, and I even used is that, well, when I'm ready, everyone they just have to do it when they're ready. Well, sometimes. That's like playing Russian roulette because it's like every day you're going and doing that same shit, this this the self-destructive stuff, and you're not and you don't think you're ready. Um, you're playing Russian roulette. The moment shit started hitting the fan, that's when you're ready. <laughs> you know, you were ready yesterday with that fucking when you got that DUI. You're ready yesterday when you got kicked out of the house for fucking you know doing what you shouldn't been doing. Why are you ready? Or you know you're. You were ready when you got busted with some shit in your pocket You're before a cop right. or whatever. And you, you got that ain't my shit. 10 days in jail, now you got a possession charge. You were ready already. You know what I mean? So there is no more excuse of... of oh, you know, I left the house, I put my, my roommate's pants um, on. I didn't have any pants. In a, in a, that's not my shit. Get the strength that there's, there's plenty of help out there. I mean, there's... Oh, these are my roommate's pants. You know, I was I was kind of always against... I couldn't find mine. ...therapy and treatment myself until I what actually were you and your roommate doing? Like, okay. <laughs> So I, I, I am not alone in this. I, I don't have to do this all alone. I do have to do the hard work, but I don't have to do it all alone. And, and that's what matters is to be able to know that. Um, so, yeah. So the topic, I guess, today was pretty much about addiction. Um, I know this is supposed to be a fun show, and addiction sometimes, probably never times, there's probably never a time that addiction is fun. Um, unless you're seeing somebody you hate, uh, with a hangover or something but no that's that's, that's kind of mean right <laughs> anyway um but yeah so where was i going with this addiction see i told you this show was uh unpredictable unscripted and definitely unedited because you're gonna hear little weird shit going on you, if you notice throughout the i show, want my money back a bunch of weird little sounds jump in this ain't talking. what i thought it was gonna be um don't mind that you know just, I didn't learn a I damn really lick. Internet connection. <laughs> ah, yeah, right. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Tamron. That's my cat, Tamron. You, you heard her earlier. She's sleeping right now. You can't see it. And you can't hear her sleep. Right now. I didn't think you could. Anyway, we're a half hour into the podcast. The Here Eric you. B. Fulmer podcast show. Roll roll. Uh, this is my second episode. This is me just experimenting, having fun. Most, most importantly, have a fun. What are you, a mad scientist now? So, um, before I go to work later on tonight. Um, music. music. Let's talk about music. We'll come back to the addiction stuff a little bit later. And then later on, I'll get into stuff about my life. You know? I got, the uh, got a lot to I'm talk about and, and, and move forward with and move backwards with Stay whatever alive. direction you want to go. Alive. I always say move forward and up. Stay Never Stay backwards alive. and down. My favorite band. And for those of you who know me out there, you've got to know what my favorite band is. What is your favorite band? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden! Up Iron the Irons. Maiden. I'm sure you've heard of them. Up the Irons. Two. That's two minutes of midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, my favorite band. I mean, the Golden Goose. 
pretty much all my life, but uh, this past year and a half, I've just been really like uh, obsessed with him in a sense. <laughs> I got to finally see him in concert, sober. I saw him one time in 2004 <laughs> when they were on the Dance of Death tour. Um, Dance really of cool. Death. Uh, Dance it was cool, death. but I was kind of wasted, and I didn't really... Wasted? I okay, I watched it on YouTube. Uh, I went on YouTube and found Dance of Death uh, concert footage from Universal Amphitheater in Los dude. Angeles. And you can get I watched that, that, and it was like a brand new show to me. So yeah, so I was pretty wasted at the time. Uh, I was like, "Well, they did that." I do remember one thing when I was watching it wasted. I do remember uh, Bruce Dickinson fell off the drum riser, or he disappeared for about maybe a good two or three minutes. He was singing, and next thing you know, he was just gone, like he wasn't even singing or nothing. And, and uh, I forgot what song it was, obviously. Um, but uh, gone, and then he popped back up. And started singing, and then later on I heard that it's because he fell off the drum riser or something. <laughs> he fell off the drum riser. all over the place, man. God, I mean, so I got to see him at the Moda Center Ooh, here, uh, back in September, September sixth, and um, oh man, it was so it was amazing. I mean, even though I didn't have the greatest seats, but the seats I had, I was still able to see the show. Yeah. They put on such a spectacular show. I mean, they now. give guys like me who's fifty one years old. You know, and I've performed a lot in my life, you know, I'll get into that later on in other shows too, as far as my career and, and music and, and with my old band, Will-O-Wisp. Will-O-Wisp. Um, but yeah, but, and I've just been recently getting back into playing music and, and I got a band started with a, a good friend of mine, he's a drummer, um, and we call ourselves Bloodline of the Revenant. <laughs> and right now we're just kind of working on just new tunes. We just, we don't get to rehearse a whole lot lately right now because we're farting. trying to find a, a permanent rehearsal space but the time that we have rehearsed we got some pretty good music down and uh yeah and so Smell it's gonna be solid music and then i got my own music i'm working on my solo project um i just got two songs the the intro that you heard on this show is you got two songs you already a rock star shit called warmonger um yeah so i just gotta finish that up and i gotta learn a little bit of recording that. That. i, I want to do like maybe a six song ep uh i'm gonna put it out and, and it's gonna be called Air Ick. I'm going to use my name that I use in, in Will-O-Wisp. A-I-R-I capital K. And then Ooh, the title of the album is going to be called Blood Music. And the reason why I say Blood Music is because... Blood Music. Well, for one, it's a, it's a title I kind of sniped, uh, snagged from a, a favorite Japanese metal band of mine that came out in the late 80s and, and in, the, in the early 90s. Like, my favorite album by them is called Shambara. It's probably, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but it's Shambara. They're called <laughs> Dead In. Like apostrophe on one of the letters. <laughs> Anyway, um, whatever that is, I'm, I'm bad at grammar too. So the band is called Dead In. You didn't say the band. But name. yeah, so Shambara, and they have a song called Blood Music. And uh, okay, and I just listened to that album like about a month ago or so. Blood after not music. hearing it for a long time, but anyway. So, but whenever people ask me about music and if I still play it, it's like, and I always say this. I always say, yeah. I mean, even though I'm not performing now, and you know, I'm not in the band, I'm not playing live, and I, and I got my a, a whole new said career going and, and a, a whole new life and. A, now I got the podcast, uh, not this liar. one. I just started this one, but fucking liar said he my was brother, which is awesome. I mean, Bloodline of the Revenant. That's I, I could see that taking off really huge. But anyway, so I'll be a podcast star too, you know. Woo! And, uh, Are there yeah, podcast so groupies? I always say music <laughs> is in my blood. Like I'll never stop creating it. I'll never stop writing. Like even if I'm just dinking around on the guitar, like I'm always coming up with riffs and melodies that, that just come out of come out of nowhere. And I think, damn, if I could just record this stuff, you know. Now we're in the day and age where you can actually record your own music. You can put it out online. Whoa. You, can, you know, you can 
upload it on like you know you can sell it on iTunes I remember and Amazon. Back in the day and I'm not looking to be rich or be a rock star walk like that. You know, like that, that shit. Ten is, feet of snow. I wouldn't say it's sale, but it's just it's not nothing I'm pursuing. If it happens, cool. If not, I'm still going to be putting music out because it's in my blood. So it's therefore, the music blood. I'm working on now, I call it blood music because it's part of my blood. Blood music. Um, so yeah. Blood music. Back to Iron Maiden. So. Watching those guys on stage, I mean, we're talking about the oldest guy in the band, uh, uh, Nico McBrain. I think he's 67 years old. He might be 68. And then uh, you got Yannick Skears, uh, the, the the newest guitar player, even though he's been around in, in there since the, I think the, whatever that album is called, the uh, one where Bruce Dickinson left. No, he actually got in. He came in the band during uh, No Prayers for the Dying. Yeah, that's right. I remember Adrian Smith had left around that time. So he's been in the band a long time, but I call him the newest guy still because, you know, they never kicked them out once Adrian came back in, and then once Bruce came back in, they, I guess they decided to just have three guitar players. And I always wonder about that. Did they were they just like, yeah, oh yeah, mate. Uh, well, I just don't have the heart to tell him that he has to leave or that, that he's fired. So, well, I guess we could try the three guitar thing, and you know, it worked for that band. Remember Leatherwolf? <laughs> oh, I don't remember Leather who Leatherwolf. They were like they had one hit on MTV, Headbangers Ball. But anyway, yeah, they were known for three guitar players um so anyway yeah so but he's like 67 he's all over the stage i mean the dude's freaking like he's got his own space to to just jump around and do what he does on stage and i think that's really cool and uh and then yeah and then you got bruce Dickinson, who's like 63 i believe or maybe he i don't know i gotta look again I don't want to like stop this and have to go on Google and shit. Anyway, just 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 Google them and Google their ages, but you'll trip out because Google their ages or their ages, and then go on YouTube and watch their latest concert. Um, they're the, the the Rock and Rio, the twenty nineteen Rock and Rio, where they do the entire show, the Legacy of the Beast show, and it's shot professionally with you know multi camera. It's just so awesome to watch these guys. I mean. I, I, Honestly, like I like my mom always used to tell me like how she'd go to the Beatles concerts because the Beatles were her favorite band, and she she was one of those women that just would cry and lose her shit, you know, whenever they come out. And uh, I was like that at this last Iron Maiden show back in September, man. I was just like, like I didn't lose my shit or anything, but I was like when when they when they did Aces High the the first song and and when the whole crowd was singing the chorus, I started freaking like man, water started coming out of my eyes, man. It was like. I almost I had to kind of look away because the person next to me, I didn't want them seeing me crying and shit or looking like a, a little Beatles fan or something. <laughs> but no, but I mean, I never got, and I had chills, you know, like every time they did a certain thing on stage or, or just a, a song that they ripped, just Adrian Smith, I mean, that's one of my all-time favorite guitar players next to Richie Blackmore. I mean, his tone just is, he just plays a note. It's just like, it's like I, I can listen to Wasted Year solo right now and I've heard that solo a thousand times, even learned how to play it a little bit. I don't play it as good as him, but just every time I hear that solo, I, I, I get teary-eyed. There's certain guitar solos that do that to me, like the guitar solo uh, Richie Blackmore does in, in Man on a Silver Mountain, even though it's kind of simple. Gives me chills, brings a tear to my eye, or makes my eyes water. Uh, same with Wasted Years. So when I hear Agent Smith, like I said, the whole concert, I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> I didn't want it to stop, you know. I even went home and watched it on YouTube, and you know, watched everyone else's little cell phone. Didn't care how shitty it sounded. It's just like I just had to. I just needed more Iron Maiden, and then I went on Amazon and I bought a bunch of posters with the poster frames. And so I got my my living room decked out with about six Iron Maiden posters, and I got Iron Maiden shower curtains for Christmas. Woohoo! So now I can take a shower with my favorite band. And um, 
yeah, and then what else do I got a Iron Man? Oh, so I've been getting those little, the, they released a little CD deluxe box. Um, the latest one I got was A Matter of Life and Death, which is a good album. So each one comes with like a little action figure and it was a little backdrop and everything, which is really cool. So, you know, the Somewhere in Time, I think that was the first one. No, Number of the Beast was the first one. Then they came out with Somewhere in Time and then Fear of the Dark and then A Matter of Life and Death. So they got four out right now. I think they're releasing them just every once in a while. I'm not sure how many they plan on doing, but they're really neat, you know, because they come with a little Eddie figure about two inches high or whatever. And um, it's not like an action figure where you can, like, pose it or anything, but it's like it comes with, you know, it has, like, a little stand. Just super cool. Um, so I got that in my little display box. And I don't I just love Iron Maiden, you know. I love uh, everything about them. And I just, they're really influential on my, on my music and what I do now. But anyway, we've been going for about 40 minutes, so I'm going to wrap this show up here. Um, we covered two things today. I don't know if we covered them well. <laughs> I don't know if what you got out of this. Hopefully you got a little something out of this. Hopefully you just, like I said, I said this in the first episode, put my podcast on and just clean your house or do whatever, you know, if that's, and maybe hear little fun things here and there and, and take something away from it. But again, uh, again, catch me on Facebook under Eric D. Fulmer. That's E-R-I-K-D-E-E Fulmer. You can also hear me on the Political Dumbass Podcast with Glenn Lee Allen Davis. You can get that on Spotify, soon to be on iTunes. The website, www.politicaldumbass.com. Um, yeah, that's going to be big. It's actually just feels big already. And we've only done two episodes. So, um I do appreciate you listening to me ramble on. And uh, again, I'm hoping this turns into something where I can actually hear from you, uh, where I can find a way to where I can hear from you, the listeners and, and potential fans. <laughs> uh, Woo, fans! You mean I got some fans? Yeah, fans. Not the kind that blow on you. Well, there have been fans that done that before too. But that's a whole nother show. No, anyway... Um, yeah, so Eric D. Fulmer at Facebook, politicaldumbass.com, uh, I'm a co-host, music, do skits, funny stuff, everything politics, you know, the good and the bad, the stuff that divides us, the stuff that unites us, you know, it's all in one big cookie jar, and then, uh, but like I said, here you're mostly going to hear me just ramble on about addiction, uh, give advice, uh, anything I can about it, uh, but mostly have fun with talking about music, uh, movies, you know, today we also covered my love for Iron Maiden. I don't know if I was able to say enough about them. Uh, you're probably sick of hearing me talk about them, <laughs> but, uh, you will get sick of hearing me talk about them, but I'll try not, I'll try not to, I'll try not to like burn it out. Ozzy Osbourne! Whoa, where'd that come from? He's got a new album coming out. That new song, Under the Graveyard, sounds kick-ass. Okay, I gotta wrap this up, man. Tamron, are you awake? Did you want to say bye to the audience? Nope? Okay. I'll try to find some music to play this sucker out. Um. Try to find some music to play this sucker out. Try to find some music to play this sucker out. You're not very creative with your lyrics. No, I'm not. You know why? Because I'm an airhead. Like Eric head. 
until next time. Whoa, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. It's uh, December 31st. How come I didn't mention this earlier? It's New Year's Eve, which means 2020 is around the corner. If you're just not listening to the show today or tonight, if you're partying already, what are you going to do tonight? What am I going to do? What am I going to do tonight? I'm going to watch some Netflix. I'm not going to lie and say I'm going to go party and all this. I don't really have a nightlife anymore. You're a liar. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I had plenty party. of nightlife back in my day. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to binge. I've been watching this new show. I just started a show called You on Netflix. I saw you. somebody recommend it. Y-O-U. Uh, it's pretty cool so far. I'm on episode three of season one. About this guy who's like obsessed with this one chick, and uh, he's pretty much doing all a bunch of dude. You're like the worst at describing shows. It's like a suspense kind of thriller in a sense, but dude, that's a light suspense thriller. (laughs) That's pretty cool so far. Uh, I might do that on the next episode. I'm uh, put together like a a list of shows to binge. You know, stuff I've been watching. You better maybe uh, recommend some shows. uh, And if you have a way to recommend some to me, I'd love to hear them. Uh, You know, find me on Facebook. Eric, E-R-I-K-D-E-E, Fulmer, F-U-L-L-M-E-R. Look me up on Facebook, friend me or whatever, request me as a friend. Uh, my page is pretty public, so you can pretty much leave comments anytime. You know, read my posts and, and, and let me know what you watch. And um, you can also find me at the, at the main podcast at Political Dumbass, which is www.politicaldumbass.com. Uh, catch me there, and uh, along with my brother co-hosting, I'm co-hosting with my brother, Glenn Lee Allen Davis. Uh, we just do a bunch of stupid uh, political commentary. Sometimes it's stupid, sometimes it's smart, but boils down to us just being political dumbasses. <laughs> anyway, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Until next Woo! show, we'll try to make oh it God. even better. Meow, meow. Woo! Ah!